Guys, okay. we're so glad that you're joining us. What's up, y'all? Whitney just did a whole intro with her microphone. All the way out here. Eight feet from her face. Whitney has her salad hat on today. Yeah, but it's just salad with an L upside down. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but today, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to have a conversation. We have been talking about uh, getting off the throne. And so we have a lot we want to talk about, but you have something else you want to talk about. Yeah, I told Wit before we started. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we're back at it. Yeah. What's up? Welcome to the Tug of More. It's a conversation between two friends. Two friends. Where we talk about where we are That's and right. where, where we, we want to be. Where we want to be, where we even feel like we're supposed to be, and the tension, the tug, the pull of, a fight. of stepping into the newness that That's we right. feel like God has. We're Christians. Yes. We love Jesus around That's here. Right. We believe the Bible is true. Yep. And so that's the, the foundation of our lives. And so we're pastors. So that's kind of the context of our ministry yep. or context of our leadership uh, yeah, conversation. conversation. But yeah. we've got a whole thing we're going to do. We got a whole idea. But listen, I'm kind of I'm kind of bent out he's shape. He's already a bit. going on his tirade in the intro-ness of what he's doing. I can't do it. Because he has a tirade he wants to go on. And so that's why he's talking you're you're already going in. Yeah, I'm already like, in. in. So listen, intensity. we have a great topic. We're going to get to in a minute. We'll get to it in a minute. But I'm mad okay, a little go. bit. Okay, go. What do you mad I have, a, uh, I have to uh, get on a soapbox. You have a bone to pick with the world. I have a bone to pick. So right now, all of uh, Christian America is up in arms about Michael Todd and their Easter production at Transformation Church. Yeah. And all I want to do is say to all these other people, shut up. Right. <laughs> I, it's like my YouTube feed is just overwhelmed with... Christians, if you're listening, I'm doing large finger air quotes with Christians right. who find it necessary to throw mud at another ministry that they know very little about. No. So here, here's yeah, the go. story. Yeah, go. Michael Todd, Transformation Church, this year for Easter, they did a very unique uh, Easter presentation where they told the story of Easter, the gospel story, through a modern skit. Yeah, what they we would have called a Easter cantata in our childhood upbringing, they did a modern version of. And let me just tell you, my hu my husband, my children, and I, uh, we worked all day on Sunday for Easter. We we had Easter lunch, and then we came home that night, and we actually watched it because they live streamed it. We watched it together uh, in real time. And yeah. so, um, what I think is really interesting is a lot of these people who are having a lot of conversations actually didn't even watch it. Right. We actually watched it. Yeah. And so, what I can tell you, it was a beautiful presentation of the gospel. Well, what makes me mad is there are amoebas out here on the internet that their whole uh, goal of gaining followers is to just throw dirt at other people that are doing things. Right. So, you know, there's like a big shark, and then they have those little sucker fish yeah. that stick on the side of the shark. That's what a bunch of these YouTube pages yeah. are. The sorry thing is that they're getting hundreds of thousands of yeah. views because they're pulling on the ministry of what Transformation Michael Todd are doing. So they did this skit thing uh, throughout the for the message, basically, of the yeah. service. And they had a lot of elements to help show the kind of sin that we can get stuck in in life. Yeah. And so, yes, they had uh, people portraying partying and being drunk and being at a club and dressed not Sunday appropriate, air quotes again. Yeah. Uh, and what's happening is these other pages, these other uh, influencers are taking 30-second clips Correct. of a hour-long, how long was it? Oh, it was, yeah, hour, hour and a half. An yeah. hour and a half long presentation of right. the gospel. And they're taking 30-second clips and they're posting them right. and talking about how dare they do this on Easter Sunday. They're, they're literally posting the clips of 
the character that is the presentation of the devil and saying, how demonic is this? And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. That was the whole point. That was the whole point was that this is a scene in hell. This is what hell tricks. If you watch the whole thing, it's this beautiful story of a king and the princess and how uh, there was separation and it broke the king's heart and he did everything to bring the princess back into relationship with him, which is, is the gospel. Uh, but there's this one scene where it shows hell rejoicing right. when the only son has given his life and yeah. died. Yeah. And they show this one moment of, of yeah, it is demonic. That was the whole thing. That's the goal. The goal was to show that sin and hell looks really appealing. Right. But it's actually super, it's, it's hell. It's yeah. horrifying. And, and so then they compare it to that, how dare they in a church do what they're doing in the Grammys. At the Grammys, okay. they were doing demonic worship. Yeah. And now at this church, look at the red and look at the flames and look at the fake crucifixion in the background. And I'm like, hey guys, that's exactly what they're doing. Cor correct. But you're just taking out of context the beauty of the story and, and what they're really presenting. Let me tell you what Jesus did. Jesus told stories right. to present the depth of the gospel. Jesus made up a story one day about a boy who left home and had found himself in a pigsty and returned home and was then accepted by the love of the father. Guess what? That was not written in the Torah. That was not written in the Pentateuch of the Old Testament. That was Jesus using creativity and storytelling and imagination to draw his audience to understand a deeper idea. D and all the Transformation Church did at Easter was use culturally relevant ideas right. to help show people that there's a very real enemy that's trying to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. But yet Christians are going to throw mud right. at that presentation. Let me tell you who you are in the story you're the pharisee right you're the whitewashed tomb right you're the one that is shouting crucify, crucify him, him. now i'm not saying that michael todd is the messiah but he's no, a no. gifted creative who is representing he's using his gifts to represent the gospel <clears throat> to a lost world to a world that is watching the grammys cool but he's using uh, it makes me, it goes all over me because I'm like, no, wait a minute. So what are we trying to say? That the church should just be lame? No, no, no. That the church, no, that should, the just... church, that the church should, what they're saying is that the church should be proper. Well, what's proper mean? Oh, proper means that it should look like it did in the seventies or in the eighties or in the nineties or how, depending on how old the person is making the video, that it, sh that it should be proper. Right. And I'm like, what good is that doing in today's right. world? We're right. trying to reach people that are far, far from God yeah. and let them see the story of God. Because honestly, the church screwed it up really bad through a lot of generations right. of pe making people feel like ashamed and like God's mad at them. And no, so the it just makes me mad. Right. And so, you know, when I was a kid and I grew up in church, we every year uh, did this event I've talked about on here before yeah. called, I always say it wrong. Well, you're, yeah, Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames was the. Uh, yeah, the, the, the franchise the organization, one. but my franchise. pastor, my pastor was too cheap or something. And so we did heaven's praise, hell's blaze. Yeah. I don't know why. And so here's what they would do. <laughs> here's what they would do. They would decorate half the stage to look like hell, have like a big mountain and a pit and then demons would come out and yeah, you know, flames, the, flames and stuff. And the other side of the church right. stage was like covered in tin foil and it looked like heaven. And they had white lights and yeah. they had some dude with long hair dressed up like Jesus. And there was this skit that would help people see the fight between heaven and hell. And I remember 
back in the mid nineties, right. dressing up like a pimp. I was a pimp. I wore a full length camel uh, fur jacket and we got two girls in our youth group had them dress a little slutty like sluttier than you would be allowed to wear on a Sunday right and for like Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday night we had this outreach where we invited the community in to this kind of scary presentation of the gospel it was around Halloween yeah thousands of people got saved thousands because we showed people on stage drinking now they weren't actually drinking but they were pretending to be drunk or to be doing drugs or to die in a car accident or to be getting raped they had an abortion scene right dude it was it was intense but i'm telling you so many people's lives were radically changed because we took the truth of the bible and we put it into a contemporary context right and it if you can tell it just rubs me the wrong way when, when, when other people that claim to be Christians just throw mud so aggressively Aggress- and yeah. out of context, I've been taken out of context before where people take just 10, 10 sentences of mine and then try to use my 10 sentences to build a framework of the entirety of my life. Right. It's not possible, no. man. And it's infuriating to me because a lot of the people who are saying things, what they do is they throw out sentences and ideas without having to, to an audience who doesn't have a full context and understanding. So for one of the things that they're saying is, well, why didn't they post it on the internet? Why haven't they, uh, why did they only live stream it? They only wanted you to be in person. And so what are you, you're they saying, they must be ashamed of it. They now. must be ashamed. They must not want people to see it. Oh, they only want to do it. If you're allowed to be in the building, how dare they be? So all this. And I'm like, Hey, if you ever did anything in the church world before, then you know that the internet, like there's copyright laws and, and though transformation has an incredible music worship production department, not all of the music that they used was their own, like, uh, uh, original, original pieces. They use some popular known. Yeah. Even dare we say secular songs. They were not, they didn't have cuss words and all things, but secular songs to help, uh, tell the story and people one are assaulting them for that, which I think is just absurd. I saw somebody say that we have to really separate the sacred and the secular. And I'm like, no, we're trying to teach people that they are one and the same, that that is exactly the the life you live every day is what secular life would be is actually a sacred life. But anyway, that's a whole nother soapbox. But the, uh, the the fact that they're saying how come they took it down i'm like oh oh i can tell you've never done nothing before because little more church here with our not same influence as a uh, transformation church we've had to deal with uh, different copyright issues and different uh, songs that we've seen we pay for a ccli uh, certificate D- do you even know what that is sir on the internet uh, to be allowed to do different worship songs that we stream over the internet but there are certain laws that pr- prohibit you, especially when you have that size of a right. following, from streaming and, and posting and leaving up on the internet songs that you don't own the copyright for. And so I'm like, these are small things that you're going, oh, they must be ashamed. No, no, they're just following the law. Like, no. they're silly things that, and then the other side of it that is so, uh, to me, shows who is, uh, 
trying to be the most like Jesus is that they're getting a whole lot of mud slung at them. And what I love is the beauty of what they have said back. They're not slamming anybody. They're trying to have the same heart as, as Jesus to just say, Hey, we've heard a lot of feedback and we just want to speak to it and say that we're doing our best to reach people. And so what I love is that, uh, yeah, we're railing against it. We're like, we're on a soapbox about it, yeah. but they're not, they're saying, you know what, we're doing exactly what God's called us to do. And I'm yeah. sorry if you don't like it. Yeah. Uh, and so to me, I'm just like, man, and I'm cool that you're a keyboard warrior, probably in a basement somewhere, and you maybe don't even lead anything or have a high stress job where you have to find out that information. Yeah. But be really careful to throw out things that make question in people's mind, but you don't even have the full understanding. I had a older pastor years ago um, say something that I'll never forget. He said, never curse something God's blessing. Right. Absolutely. Never curse what God's blessing. And I think that, uh, that we got to be careful of that. Absolutely. Now, listen, I don't know every iota of Michael Todd's theology. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, you already I, said it. He's not Messiah. He's a man. I don't know. Right. I don't know every D I haven't listened to every sermon he preached and everything right. he's written. I don't know if every piece lines up a hundred percent biblically accurate, but let me tell you something about me. You go find sermons I preached five years ago, and there's stuff in there that I wasn't all the way sure of biblically yet either. We're all in process. Right. We're, we're, all, in, we're all in process. We're all doing our best to understand it. And so, like, this is not a theological uh, affirmation of everything that somebody has ever correct, said. Correct, correct. I think that he's massly, massively correct. Yeah. But the, the heat that comes upon people for these kind of decisions, it's embarrassing because what the world does is they sit back and say, look, they can't even get along amongst themselves. Correct. There's, and I'm not going to call out any of the, any of the people or any of the, the platforms or because there's a bunch of them. This is not right. just like one person. There's no. dozens. Yeah. But this week I spent some time and clicked around at some of these other yeah. people and you know what they do? They throw mud at everybody. Right. So it's not just, they're talking bad about, uh, uh, Michael Todd, Michael Todd, they're talking bad about uh, Robert Morris. Right. They're talking bad. I saw a guy, one of the preachers that my dad loves, and he's turned me on to a little bit, is a guy named Andrew Womack. Yeah. And so, like, not cool in comparison to Michael Todd. Right. But the same people that are saying how out of line Michael Todd is, they're also saying that Andrew Womack is out of line, and they have a long, long laundry list for them. And my question for all these haters is, who's the last person you led to Jesus? Right. Right. And how chances are you're leading people away right. from Jesus through, through all of this hate yeah. through all of this dude. I now, I'm not saying that if there's a heretic that we should not call out heresy. I think that there's heresy in the body of Christ too. There's that needs to be, that needs to be dealt with, but these are preferences that right. we're talking about. And y you know, you used to, if you had a protester, Remember, like yeah. back in the day, protesters would show up and they'd be in your parking lot. I remember we went to um, C3 Conference, C3 Conference, Pastor Ed Young with Fellowship Church, and they had a protester out there. Yeah. And this protester has like a sound system and a big Bull sign, and, all and he's things. yelling about how Ed Young plays disco music on Sunday morning and how sacrilegious. And first of all, it's kind of funny, right. like, like he plays disco, disco like disco music. You, that but, just aged you, sir. <laughs> but you used to be able to, pro, you, people used to protest in person. Now, yeah. they protest from their podcast. Yeah. And from the safety of a studio, 
they sling accusations at people right without any context and the only reason they're doing it is for clicks for attention and so i just want to tell our audience yeah be careful yeah as you're clicking around youtube be careful of listening to people that's whole goal is to tear other people down. Right. If all they're doing is tearing stuff down. Now listen, there are theological things that should have conversation. But these people are just mud throwers. Dude, don't well, don't follow them. And right, and I think that what you're talking about the the way to identify that so specifically is they're talking about people rather than ideas and theology. Like yeah. something my parents taught me years ago was that large minds talk about ideas. Yeah. Medium minds talk about things. Small minds just talk about people. Yeah. And so like these small minds are only attacking people. Mm -hmm. Now they're trying to do it under the facade of the theology of a person, but that's not what they're really doing. Right. They're tearing somebody down, a person down. And I'm like, hey, let's talk about ideas. Let's talk about what the Bible says. Let's talk about theology things. Yeah. Let's talk about how we can be better together but let's not tear each other apart and to your point it's only making us as believers look bad and it's only making the idea of being a christian which we already are living in a world right now that is struggling to be a part of the community of the body of christ yeah that covid really made it so everybody felt like i'll just worship at home and like to me, uh, you know, we uh, as church leaders are fighting very hard to remind people, hey, let, we're better together. We're yeah. better in community. We're better when we show up and let's not forsake the meeting together like the Bible tells us. But these people are are doing what they're doing is causing more division and more separation, more isolation. And I'm like, now be careful, be careful because you have a platform, you have influence. And so you're going to be held account too. And well, so it's important. You know what I want to do, but I'm not going to, cause it's not worth my time. Right. Is I want to cut clips of all these other people of the own hypocrisy and how they counter, counter, counteract, right. counterdict themselves in their own conversations, because right. these are not smart. Right. I, it's the, Michael, they con Jordan, they it's the Michael Jordan thing. You have to think about though, that we've talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michael Jordan was never leaving comments. You never see Michael Jordan in the comment section. Right. Of basketball video. Cause he's the goat. Yeah. He's the best. He's the best basketball player. And so he's not throwing rocks down. Right. People only ever throw rocks up. Right. I got somebody throwing rocks at me right now. Right. Yeah. Which I, I don't need to tell that story. No, you're not going to tell us. <laughs> but the people that throw rocks. Right. They only throw them up. They only throw them at people who are actually doing something right. to try. It's the, it's the old adage we learned in middle school that like people, they only put you down to try to make themselves feel better. And yeah. it's the same. It's the same here. Someday I'm supremely confident that we will have uh, protesters. Oh, for sure. That more church will have protesters. And here's what I think. I can't wait for the week where we have protesters that saying, I'm a Bible thumper because I preach against sin. And the people that say I'm way too liberal to show up on the same Sunday. Yeah, right. Because they will. Because they're going to, you could right. pr you could protest more church both directions. Absolutely. Man, Pastor Russell is heavy. Pastor Russell talks about all these issues. Man, he's now no grace. But on the same hand, right. you could turn around and manipulate things that I've said, take it out of context and say that I'm just accepting and I'm affirming and that I don't ever deal with those right. topics. Right. And uh, it's it's dangerous. Yeah. And so I think it's to the point is be careful who you're watching, what you're listening to, what you're allowing yourself to believe. Do you know those people? 
Did you watch that in full context? Do you have real understanding of behind the scenes what's actually happening? I think it's just important that we don't get on soapboxes of, I don't like those people. You and I have talked about it before that we've had leaders in our life mm -hmm. who made us not like other people. Yep. And then later we found out, why did I not like them? Yeah. Oh wait, I just didn't like them because this person talked so bad about them. Yeah. But once I got to actually know them as a person, yeah. I found out they were actually a pretty great person. Yeah. And so like, let's make decisions for ourselves, not yeah. based on, well, so-and-so says, well, so-and-so says. The, the easiest form of human connectivity is negativity. Yeah, it's true. It's hard to connect to people over shared value, but it's easy to connect when something bad's happening. Yeah. Have you ever been in like a grocery store line and the person checking out is like taking forever? Yeah. And it's just like going slow and why is this right. line and the thing's flashing and it, where's the manager? Do you know what you do? You you turn around to a stranger you don't even know and you right. go, what is going on? What what is he, what it is, happened what going on? today? We were leaving lunch and I was getting a tea refill and the lady in front of me goes, I am so sick of these Texas allergies. And oh. I just was like, I don't know what to, I, sh I'll, I can connect. And I me said, too. me too, I've been coughing for a month. And she's like, yeah, my face is hurting, my sinuses. I don't know this lady, I'm never gonna see her again. Yeah. But we stood there for 30 seconds while we refilled our tea and, and talked negatively yeah. about the weather. The easiest form of connection <laughs> is yeah. negativity. And some people have never matured beyond negative speech. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, just be careful of people who only ever talk negative about other pastors. It's low hanging fruit. It's a low hanging fruit. Now, I don't think that you should listen to every pastor on YouTube, please, for the love of God. Like, there's a lot of bad theology out there. Yeah, 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 Lots yeah. of bad theology. And some of it is on uh, More Church's website from a couple years ago. There, I'm saying like, we're all in process. <laughs> right, no, think that's about why the amount we of, have think to about read the, the Bible of for words. ourselves. Think about the amount of words that have came out of my mouth that are recorded. Oh, for sure. Lots of words have yeah. came out of my mouth recorded. Yeah. So guess what? Some of those words are going to be nuanced incorrectly. Right. Some of those words I haven't thought through all the way. Some of those words I'm still in a developmental process. There's no pastor that's fully baked. People don't even understand. If you're not a consistent communicator, you don't understand how hard that actually is. Right. There are times when I'm talking and I'm like, wait, these words are coming out of my mouth. I'm not saying you're not responsible for the words coming out of your mouth. That's not what I mean. We are. But... Even sometimes we have Freudian slips that happen in our, just in communicating. It's mm -hmm. difficult that sometimes you don't even say something exactly the way you mean it, or you believe you've communicated it, or in communication, I'm communicating, oh wait, and let me clarify. Well, it's real easy to cut the clip where I didn't clarify it and right. then go, what do they mean there? And yeah. we just, we don't have full context and we have to be really careful to, uh, yeah, to say, Negative, negative things about people we don't know. We don't know their heart and it, yeah. And it just makes me angry. I think that we also just need to recognize that in the church, global church, there are different personalities Yeah, and that all of those personalities are valuable. Super. There are some personalities that are very dry and they preach through the Bible one verse at a time. Right. They are very methodical. They are very deep, mm -hmm. right? Those are important mm -hmm. voices, but then there's the lighter, funner. Yeah. Um, there's the encouragers. More creative. There's the encouragers. There's right. the there's the correctors. Right. And <clears throat> I'm just scared that we we draw these lines and these boxes. Set it based and on we just, preference. Based on based on preference, and we just try to throw throw them all out. Right. 
or we, we, we look at an extreme and then we try to put anybody who's near that extreme in that box. Yeah. So like Joel Osteen is an extreme in the body of Christ as a like encourager. You can do it. Smiling. Yeah. Not a whole lot of contradiction. Then on the other side of the pendulum, we have Mark Driscoll. Right. Who's like yelling and kind right. of angry, violent and whatever. With words, yeah. With words. And we like attach people on a side and yeah. it's, da- it's dangerous. It's, super it's dangerous. dangerous. Super dangerous. And we just, yeah, I think you and I have just seen it so much lately in the church where uh, it's now like cool. It's now like part of pop Christian culture yeah. to condemn certain giant, giant organizations that God has been blessing yeah. for years over some human error here and there or over nothing at all. And I think it's just like, we have to be careful because it's a slippery slope that can really lead us to to destroying ourselves from yeah. the inside out is and what I, it makes me afraid of. And I think we're all going to get to heaven and we're all going to learn that we have messed up something theologically. Right, right. Like we're all going to see right. and understand that we were off. God's going to be like, that's not actually what I meant, but good job you tried. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm saying like, right. I don't want to start listing denominational no, 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 beliefs, right. No, right. but like there's going to be denominational people that get to heaven and they they realize like, oh yeah, man, we were way leaning way too hard on this idea or we didn't value this enough. We're all going to get up there and we're going to learn a whole bunch. Yeah. And I think while we're down here, we've got to just chill out and have a little bit of grace for each other. And so all this is, is a warning Yeah. as the years go on, right. as the years go on, people will try to build platforms by tearing other ministers down. Just be, be careful, careful. Yep. because if you do that, then you'll end yourself. You'll find yourself pastorless yeah. because there's no pastor that, that is, can live up that's to good that enough. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, perfection. Yeah. You know, those pictures that pastors put in their offices, of a shepherd carrying a sheep. Yeah. Right. You know, the old school, old school picture that's inaccurate because I am the same thing as the people that I'm leading. Right. I am not, I am not a different, uh, what is it called? Uh, species. I'm not a different species. So the real accurate way for that picture to be drawn would be for a sheep to be wearing a shepherd outfit and a sheep to put another sheep yeah. over the, his little sheep shoulders yeah. and try to carry him around. And when we start pretending like we're a different species than the people that we're leading, right? it's dangerous ground. Yeah, I started doing the kingdom phylum class order family genus species. I think it's species, right? Yeah, I species. think that's the right thing. What did you just say? Do you not know that? Kingdom phylum class order family genus species. It's like the different... No. No, yeah, it's I, the, I it's went the, to f- schools in Flint, Michigan. You're like Bill Nye the Science Guy, so I, I thought you would know that. It's I like am. the... You know, the different, I don't know, types of... Do you want to hear a funny story? Because that was all just real intense. Okay, that's I don't know if we even have time to get into our other topic. Do you want to try? I don't... Yeah, why not? I I don't uh, know. There used to be this guy called uh, Mr. Wizard. He was on Nickelodeon. Okay. And so he, like, did science stuff. He was pre-Bill Nye. Okay. And so Mr. Wizard came and did an assembly at our school. From Nickelodeon? From actual built... That's amazing. Science guy from Nickelodeon comes to our school, does a school assembly... And uh, I watched it every single morning before I left for school. And so he comes and one of the experiments that he did is he had a hard boiled egg and a glass bottle 
and he had all these different things out on the table. And he said, I want to have some students come and try to get this hard boiled egg into this glass bottle without breaking the egg. And so kids are up there doing it. And I saw this episode. Yeah, you already so knew what to I'm do. I'm losing my mind. I can only for him, for him to For him to pick me. <laughs> losing my, I mean, imagine Titus. Losing my mind. So he calls me up on stage. I know it. I got he it. He finally calls me up on stage. And, uh, and he had a book, a matchbook. Yep. That's how old I am. Yeah. So he lets, I'm, I'm like 10. He lets you. Yeah. So I get the matchbook and I light the matchbook light and I throw it. it in the thing, in the jar, and I put the egg on top and it creates suction and it pulls it down. And that dude looked at me like I was a genius. Yeah. I wasn't. I just saw his episode. I just saw that episode. That's I just really that episode. funny. I love it. Well, okay. So we've been talking on our soapbox. Are we going to do it? I don't know. Why not? What do we got? Yeah. Let's keep going. Okay. We got- we'll go. We've Guys, talked about this. Stick a with us. Sorry. I just didn't think that was going to be a 28 minute soapbox. You but, didn't? Uh, no, I mean, I could keep you going. You didn't think you would have a lot of words to say about something you were passionate God, about? It just, it just makes me so mad at <laughs> what's know. the point. No, it, what's, yeah, what's their, what are they trying to do? They're just, they're just cranky and sad. That's what we've learned. Those kind of people are just sad. People that life. have time. Look, we're going back into it. People <laughs> that, people that have time to publicly critique to sit down and to shoot a video to try to talk about how somebody else is being a loser in ministry they're they're a sad person they're sad yeah their life is sad you became saul that's exactly what it is you remember saul i do, I do saul, remember <laughs> king saul here's what happened king saul picks up a spear and throws it at david to try to right. kill david you know why because he's people jealous. started singing songs about david yeah he's jealous. saul killed a thousand but david killed ten thousand yeah and saul got jealous right of how many people came to his easter service right come on that's exactly- jealous of how many views he got come on jealous of look how what handsome he, got he handsome what, right oh he, he lost the 30 pounds michael todd looks good they're jealous of right. what god's doing in their life and the platform that he's given them Instead of being encouragers and so they, and just, so they throw on. a spear, they throw a yeah, spear and burn absurd. them down. And half these people that are talking all this smack, you put them on one of the platforms, they're going to piss their pants. Okay. <laughs> That's true. No, it's true. You put one of these jokers in their basement talking crap on all these pastors on a stage in front of 4,000 people. They're going to have diarrhea for a month. Absolutely. And they're not going to have nothing to say when they get up there. No, so, exactly. Shut Whatever. up, man. Shut up, man. Okay, speaking of the fact that uh, Michael Todd lost 30 pounds. Uh, Dude, look at Whitney's transition. Hey, I'm, I'm trying. Uh, hey, so we have been in the series, Get Off the Throne, okay. at our church. We have been learning to get off the throne in life, that God is the one who sits on the throne. He is King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Savior of our lives. And we are to sit submitted as a student, as a son or a daughter, as a, a servant. soldier, servant. Soldier. What was it? Yep. All yeah, that. I had all the S's. You had all the S's. Uh, and Steward. So, yeah. And so we did a series uh, for 13 weeks. We talked about a whole lot of P words, uh, protection, power, plan. I don't remember them all. A bunch. Yeah. And one of the ones you said that we should still keep talking about is one that I think is great. And you said this. I was, You threw me off because it's not the P word I thought you would have picked for this word. Yeah. But instead, you said we need to get off the throne of Puddin. No, we need to take pudding off the throne. Take pudding off the throne. It's hilarious because you yeah, know banana pudding. You explained it more. You said like pizza. You said a bunch of other yeah, like pizza, pie pies, which is all. But you are the master of banana pudding. Oh, bro! You make an incredible. I call it smack your mama banana pudding. <laughs> and highly, highly caloric banana. I mean, all banana pudding is highly caloric. Yeah. Uh, is wonderful. But the idea that yeah, we got to take we have some to take our, our palate. 
Yeah. Oh, that was the, the other. Throne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk uh, about it a little bit. So every year for Thanksgiving, I make banana pudding. This is true. But but how much banana pudding? I make so much that it is absurd. So for the last several years, I've got one of those mixing bowls that's this big. I make two gallons of milk worth of banana pudding. Yeah. And so we have uh, you and your wife, you're an only child. And right. so uh, we, you and your parents and your wife and kids, and then me and my husband uh, and his parents and my kids. So that's what, how many is that? 10? More than 10. Yeah. I don't know. No, it's not very more. We have four, you have four. That's eight. Oh, 12. Yeah. 12. 19, 11, 12, 12 people. And, and then, you make like three of these three pans three pans and then i make some to give it to give it away <laughs> well, right that's why you make but it let all. me tell you the strategy of why i make so much the strategy of why i make so much is so that i can eat a whole lot of it and rachel won't know no yeah because there's so much yeah there's yeah. just so many you pans trust me why do you have so many pans of banana i'm giving this one to this person this somebody's coming over to pick oh, this my up word. and i do but over the three or four days i will eat a whole pan of banana pudding by myself in years past this is the first year i didn't do it yeah this thanksgiving is the first year i haven't done this you still made one right i made one one but pan. that's all that's i made all and made. then yeah. i didn't take any home for leftovers yeah, yeah, yeah. anyways you know what happens to me every year i get sick well yeah not like throw up no i get no. sick like, like my immune system shuts down yeah like my body cannot handle two weeks within two weeks you're usually down for the count yeah and and so when i said you gotta take pudding off the throne it's because this was the first year that i was able to take pudding off the throne yeah that I wasn't out in the garage eating giant spoonfuls of banana pudding without without Rachel right, right. seeing me. No, it's so good. And I think that you and I, we've talked about it before. We have the podcast, uh, What the Health. What the Health? We have uh, a couple maybe in like in the rest contentment we talked about. It. I don't know. We've talked about just the struggle of going, okay, this area of my life is a place where I find comfort, where I can find... Um, maybe even affirmation a little bit like where we celebrate you and i are celebrators and so like i i had a really good day let's go celebrate with some great food <laughs> yes. or i had a really hard day i deserve to celebrate with some food Both. to make me feel better Both. like we've had to learn and you and i together working together have gone like this over the years in our i weight. have caused whitney to gain weight <laughs> you have not i have too well just because of your proximity to me when i've been sad yeah I'm or like, yeah, overwhelmed queso is a good idea let's do it yeah we should get some queso and yeah. that's i've already apologized and all no the we're already good we're good we're good but that's why it's, i'm like no it's, it's my easy fault to do too. i think for me today in, we as, found a new place that we could have said yes to oh there's a new place in arlington highlands that's called peach cobbler peach cobbler literally is called peach cobbler and so we went in to just see it and good god it smelled so good it smelled so good all they they just have cobblers and puddings and they spell it how i spelled it yeah. pudding no g and uh and so we went in there but you know why you know what happens is for me as a as a pastor and a christian um i cannot you know go out to the club and get drunk correct because if i go out to the club and get drunk then people are going to see me and biblically in first timothy i have now disqualified myself correct. from ministry right but do you know what pastors do we eat we eat exactly the thing so i'm not drinking but i'm eating and so i went to bible college you know yeah and so i'm sitting there every day five days a week bible college for four years we had chapel 
And all chapel is they bring some pastor in and he preaches to the students and they're all fat. We've talked about this at least. All of them, their tummocks, their tummock, their stomach is touching the podium and their mic is real far away from them because they're, they're just fat because it's, it's the um, unmentioned sin of Christianity. Right, right, right. Um, because it's still, it's a gluttony. It's gluttonous. It's a, yeah, it's a gluttony that is, you know what? Do you know who knows a lot about seven deadly sins? Titus. Your son knows mm -hmm. so much about seven deadly sins. It's very interesting. Yeah, Titus, but, Titus ready to preach. Yeah, gluttony is one of the seven deadly sins. Like, yeah. it is an actual sin, but because it is more acceptable, I guess, is that why? Well, it doesn't leave you immediately inebriated. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't cause you... Nobody's like, yeah, well, I cheated on my wife because I ate so many pieces of pizza. Right. Now, if you drink too many beers, you're going to go and do something stupid. No, but you might leave your wife too early from your relationship due to a heart attack. You're fun to die. Yeah, that's true. And so... You might be a crappy dad cause you're, or mom because you can't go to their soccer game because you're too overweight. No, not just their soccer around. game. You just don't want to do stuff. When I've yeah. been... I'm still... I, at my heaviest, I got up to 275 pounds. And I'm right now like 242. That's good. Now I was 240 pounds as a senior in high school, um, weightlifting a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like I think people hear numbers and everybody carries numbers a little yeah, bit yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've still I still want to drop another 20 pounds. Yeah. But man, when I was 270, I felt like garbage. Mm -hmm. I, oh, right. I didn't want to go places. I was sweaty. Have you ever done that? I, I couldn't fit clothes. And so you can no longer buy clothes right. at like mainstream stores. Mm. And so I'm literally buying big and tall, buying clothes that have like Shaquille O'Neal's face on the tag. <laughs> I'm like, oh my, oh my God, gosh. what is happening? And so- Have you ever done that experiment where you like carry bags of sugar, or you carry like- No. You've never done that one? Like when you're, whenever- I mean, I, I saw The Biggest Loser and they do that yeah, on the Yeah, they do it like there, oh, yeah. but I was- They just, like carried up a mountain yeah, or something. Yeah, like when you're, I was in a, what do you call it? Like a pregnancy- class before you have a baby they made the dads put on like a belly thing so oh. they could feel like what it would be like to carry around all this extra weight it is exhausting to yeah. carry around backpack 20 pounds heavier yeah. or whatever and you re you sometimes don't realize it until you lose the weight yeah oh man i i was yeah it was harder it was harder to get around yeah and carry so around heavier weight it's easy to put pudding on the throne yeah it's easy to put that that palate that digestible preference on the throne and so for breakfast, it's got to taste good. Right. I want to be full. At full. all times. Being full is a dangerous goal. Right. Right. It's a dangerous goal to be full. And I don't think that like as humans mm -hmm. that we have been able to be full very long. Have you ever seen a video of like you know, like they'll put a video camera like in the street in New York in like 1950. Yeah. Ain't nobody fat. Right. You know why? They're all poor. Right. Yeah. And they're walking everywhere they go. They're walking. Yeah. And so they're only eating the rationed amount of food that they can afford. Right. And then they're walking to work and they're. And it's real food. Right. It's right. actual like chicken. Not, not processed. Not. Right. And so, but now because of our sad diet, standard American diet, it's just so easy to eat crap. Yeah. It's so easy to pull in through a drive through and just grab something to eat. And even when you think you're being healthier, oh, I'm going to get something healthier. I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A. No, dude, calories in, calories out. Right. 
I, I'm, I'll go to In-N-Out. It's not as, I'm, not, I'm not going to Burger King. I'm going to go to In-N-Out. Yeah, they're, they're more fresh, right? It's still, it's still a shocking amount of calories. And you know what is amazing is when you go and get on a treadmill and go for a walk, how long it takes you to burn 300 calories. It's crazy. I can eat 300 calories in 30 seconds. Yeah. 30 seconds. I can eat right. 300 calories. No, it's true. And love it. <laughs> yeah. But it's going to take me 30 minutes to burn it. No. Off. So it's not fair. Yeah. But you, you but you're, the idea of what you're talking about is, I think, such an American thing that is why when you get Putin, when you take Putin off the throne, it actually does something in here. It's not just a, uh, I lost weight, but it, it, there's something about the fullness that we have identified, at least you and I have identified, that there is a void that sometimes we're filling that we think is just a fullness of our stomach. But mm. it's really a fullness of our soul. It's really a fullness of what's missing. It's really a fullness mm -hmm. of where I'm sad or disappointed or discouraged. And so the reason why we compare it to alcohol, compare it to other addictions, is that it becomes uh, an addiction to to fill myself where I'm feeling empty. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's why now in America, yeah, it's it's cheap, it's fast, but it fills me up so I'm no longer feeling, I don't know, whatever that feeling is. But you and I have had to evaluate and go, why am I really wanting to eat this thing? Yeah. Well, there's a story that we've told before where I was like eating pie in my car by myself. Like there was a fun new pie place. I was like being silly, like, cause I'm a mom and every time I take anything home, my kids are gonna eat it first. But the truth was in that season, I was massively stressed out. Well, and I said to you- Yeah, are, are you okay? Are you okay? Because I had eaten a lot of stuff in parking lots. Yeah. With nobody watching. Yeah, I made like a funny, like real video. Like, yeah, my mom eating pie, I'm not taking it home. But the truth was, no, in that season, I was craving some joy. Mm -hmm. I was craving some some opportunity for fun and excitement again because we'd been walking through some heavy stuff, and I was trying to replace, uh, yeah, that 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 void that I was feeling with with pie on a Tuesday at three o'clock. What am I doing? Yeah, it's not healthy for the temple that my yeah. body is. Yeah, but in my mind, it was like, oh, I I just I deserve it. I yeah. should, you know, whatever. Uh. <clears throat> So if you're trying to, you know, it's hard. It's super hard. It's hard to to get a handle on it. And so maybe it's something that you can't do on your own. Right. Maybe in the same way that you need iron to sharpen iron for your spiritual development, maybe you need some iron sharpening your physical development. And so like, I don't know what that looks like for you. Everybody's different. I do really good in the gym, but I'm really bad in the kitchen. So like, I don't need to hire a trainer. Right. Because I can go and work out. I need help in what I'm putting in my mouth. Right, yeah. And so like maybe for you, you need to go to the doctor. Right. Go yeah. to the doctor and get some blood work done. Yeah. When I found out that I was super vitamin D deficient and I started taking magnesium and vitamin D and K2, which is just another vitamin, it changed my it changed my life. Yeah. Because I went and had some blood work done. Now yeah. you've got to find the right place. Right. You, you got to go to Don't the right go to the place. place where they're just trying to pump you full of whatever. Right. right. So like maybe there's a hormonal issue. Yeah. But but I'm not a doctor, so I don't no, know what I'm talking about. No, but it's about. an important. But, but don't just. What I did is I built a team. Yeah. I got my primary care physician, and then I got a men's health doctor, and then another like natural vitamin guy. And when I got my blood work, I sent it to all three people. Yeah. And I compared and contrast to what they said. Cause I'm like, no, I don't want to do that though. That seems extreme. What you're telling me right. to do. 
and you're telling me that I'm fine. I just need to lose eight pounds. Well, that's not true. And this team helped me put together a plan of how much I should eat and what I should do. Um, and man, it, no, this morning for breakfast, I had a protein shake. It wasn't good period. It wasn't good, but I wasn't hungry until lunch. Right. And then at lunch, I, I ate half my burrito. But pastor, that's- I could have eaten all of my burrito. Trust me. I could eat two burritos, Right. but I, it's just, a, it's a new discipline yeah. Yeah. that you got to get putting off. The but throne. I can hear people saying like, Oh, but, but that is, that seems like so much effort. It is effort. That seems like a lot of work. It, and, it's it's not, and it's expensive. Is it really that big of a deal? It's expensive. So to go and get your blood work really done, it's going to be at least 300 bucks. For sure. Minimum. Yeah. It's expensive yeah. and it's hard work and it's time consuming. You have to learn you a lot. You have to put a needle in your arm. Yeah. Like, you got to put a needle in your arm and watch the blood all <laughs> right. squirt out of your body. But, but, but what's worse? Right. That or at 60 having diabetes. Right. No, this is the whole what, thing. What's worse? I, I know a guy right now who's battling. He's got the gout. Yeah. Because he's been eating garbage his whole life. Yeah. So now I don't even want to talk about the, what the gout is because it's gross. But like you, what's, what would you rather have? Right. No, You're true. either going to go and give blood while you're healthy so you can learn to get healthy or you're going to give blood unhealthy and then they're just going to pump you full of a bunch of medication. It's true. And you know, you get one body. Yeah. You get one life. Yeah. And like the reason why I've heard, I, I, you and I have both been on a journey of like going, how do we really be the best that we can be? And, and I've had people be like, you, you paid what to go get blood work? You do what? You go see this doctor for that? That is so much effort. Why are you doing that? And I'm like, well, because I feel like there is so much more mm -hmm. that God has called me to. Yeah. And if I'm going to keep tugging into more, I cannot stay right where I am because mm -hmm. I was not. I was not fully healthy. Yeah. I was not, I, there were seasons where I was having to literally pull myself up by my bootstraps every morning. Like I got this, I can go, I want to go to work where now I feel rested and refreshed in my morning. Like, oh, I'm ready to go conquer the day. But, but it is an intentional decision to realize, hey, this is actually a big deal. Yeah. This is not just, oh, I'm putting, uh, I'm putting uh, like, whatever in my mouth oh i'm just you wouldn't you're just saying we shouldn't eat cheeseburgers no no no. i'm saying i have to recognize this is the only body i have and yeah the bible says that our body is a temple and the truth is how am i treating it am i treating it like a vessel that god can use or am i treating it like a vessel for me to enjoy a body is a wonderland there it is there it is there it is no, it's not. It's a temple of right. the Holy Spirit. <laughs> right. And so it's not a, in the same way. I'm not going to shoot cocaine into my vein. Exactly. I mean, is that how you do it? I don't know. I'm not. Yes. I, I, Ethan's saying no. Snort it. I think oh, you can snort it. Shoot okay. It I don't too, know. Though. You shoot it, snort it, shove it up your butt for all I care. I don't yeah, know what you're doing. I don't know doing. what you do with it. I'm saying I'm not going to do that. But if I'm eating a um, hundred, a hundred grams of sugar a day, right? That might be just as bad. Have you looked at how much sugar's in a Dr Pepper? Oh my word. Have you looked? He said, "Shout I, out Brady." Have you looked Brady. at how much? I, so <laughs> I buy. Pepper. I buy now. I buy this ice cream that's called. Um, yep. Halo. Halo. I buy Halo yep. ice cream, and I'll eat half of one of them a day. Yeah. And the whole thing is only three hundred calories. Well, Rachel went to the grocery store the other day, and she wanted to buy me some Halo ice cream. So she got me three of them. Yeah. But she accidentally grabbed one that wasn't Halo ice cream. Oh yeah. And so I look at it. 
Halo, you eat the whole thing, 300 calories. This other one that she grabbed, which is just a normal ice cream, right. 1100, same size. Oh my word. 1100 calories. Yeah. Do you understand that if you eat just one of those and then eat healthy the rest of the day, you're over your caloric intake? Absolutely. But we don't, we don't pay attention. Right. Because we don't, we don't want to do the work to, 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 to deal with it. Well, and, and you're not personal trainers. Like, like I'm saying, I know that we're church leaders talking about our diets and our exercise yeah. and these things, but the truth is we're called to be all that God's created us to be like spirit, soul, and body. And so we pay for counseling for our staff because it's important that we're emotionally elite. If yeah. we're helping other people in their journey with God, yeah. we uh, have a partnership with a gym locally that gives a discount to our team. As long as they go a certain amount of times in the month, yeah. because, uh, our body, it, it, we have to be healthy in every area of our life in order to step into more and, and to help other people step and, into more. And I'm far from perfect. Correct. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm currently living in the body that I've already done damage to through a really poor diet. Right. No. But I'm working on it. Right. I'm I'm working. I just said this is well, the first Thanksgiving I didn't eat all the pudding. We've got to we've got to just have a real assessment of like how are we doing? Are we drinking water? Are we drinking water or are we only drinking soda or tea or coffee? Right. Because all that stuff dehydrates you. And if your body is made of 98% water and you don't have any, I got real sick the other day. Uh, how long ago? Two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And there's a lady in our church that she said, Pastor, or she told Rachel, Pastor trust to go get an IV. Right. And so I went into this IV place because it was like two days before Easter and I couldn't talk. I felt like right. garbage. And so I go and they give me an IV and they gave me a double bag. Which oh, they means did? It's, yeah. Like yeah. a giant bag of yeah. IV fluid. And she said, <laughs> she said, no pastor, you might have to, you know, get up and go pee halfway through this IV. You might have to pee a couple times a day. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't, I didn't have to go pee for like three hours. Cause you were dehydrated. And she said, you're just massively dehydrated. It's like, what? I think, I feel like I am drinking water all the time, but it's easy to go the whole day and not put any water in. And do you know yeah. why we're hungry sometimes? Right. Because we're, we're thirsty. thirsty. Yeah. Your body yeah. is craving those salty Doritos because it's hoping that while you eat those, you'll also drink some water. Yeah. And so for me, you get the vitamins, you get the doctor plan, get your vitamins, get some water, go to bed on time. Yeah. I bought those blue blocker glasses. You know those glasses? Is that, is that what they're called? Blue blockers? Like the, the lens ones? The like lens the, ones. Yeah, they're yeah, just yeah. Like, and so I'll put them on at like nine o'clock oh. at night if I'm watching TV or doing some on my laptop. And then it helps me go to sleep. Rachel, huh. and I, Rachel and I bought a new mattress. We spent a ton of money on a new mattress. I got a new pillow on Amazon and I love it. You do? Is it the spaceship one? Yeah, she don't like it? No. I love no. it. No, this one buys new junk, talks my wife into buying it. Rachel hey, bought this new pillow. It to, looks like Starship Enterprise. I was trying to save you money that, that because Rachel has had to buy multiple pillows. Rachel got so life. many pillows. And I love, I love my spaceship pillow. Yeah. And it was only 35 bucks. It but, was not expensive. But I'm saying spending some money on a new mattress helps me sleep better. Yeah. All these things, it's prioritizing. I mean, when I was 20, I could eat four Whoppers and sleep on the cement floor for eight hours. Right. I can't do that right now. No. I cannot do that anymore. But you said it earlier about your communication, about your theology. Like we're all in process. We're in process. And so we have to have grace for ourselves. I think that's the thing you and I, we said, like we've done this 
a few times over the years. However, right now we've been in the most consistent yeah. of doing a great job because we've decided to have grace for ourselves to not be so extreme. Mm -hmm. I will now just only eat chicken, chicken and rice. rice and water. Like we're not doing that anymore. I've we're just, been, I've, I've been that guy too. Oh yeah. And I'm real good at losing 20 pounds and real good at putting 30 back on. Right. Right. And so yeah. like, we have to just recognize like, Hey, if we want to be all that God's called us to be, we want to keep pushing into more getting pudding is my favorite word uh off the throne is a is a big deal and yeah. and it's what you said it's not good it's not easy at first like you uh, probably about three or four years ago i i was dr pepper girl my whole life pepsi dr pepper like every day i can remember like i, I by 11 a.m i was at quick trip getting a soda every day of my life since high school and there was a point in my life where i'm like yeah i gotta stop consuming sugar and now i don't drink tea with sugar. I drink these sparkling waters and I drink what I don't drink sugar anymore because it was so much that I was consuming, but that didn't happen right now. Yeah. I had to do a progressive like shift. And once you cleanse your palate of some of those things, you won't, it's funny. You won't crave it anymore. Yeah. You won't any longer. Now, if I drink a Dr. Pepper, I'm like, holy junk. That is way too sweet for me. Tongue taste. Yeah. Now it's, it's too much it, but we have in the same way, in lots of areas of our lives, we have to restrict ourselves from it to allow our palate to be cleansed yeah. to what we really need, yeah. to what our life and our body really needs. So here's the question. How long are you going to wait? Right. You're watching. You haven't clicked off yet. You're feeling a little bit like, dang, I need to do something. Yeah. How long are you going to wait? When are you going to start eating better? When are you going to start taking care of your body? When are you going to go to the gym? Yeah. What I heard on a podcast that I listened to, um, Mark, the Mark Bell, Mark Bell, something. I don't, I don't know. remember. I probably listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. I shouldn't reference some of these people cause they're definitely not Christians, but they're teaching me. Yeah. And so he said that he views working out the same as brushing his teeth. Mm -hmm. What do you call it when you're hygiene? Hygiene. Yeah. He views weightlifting as hygiene. Right. And when you start to view it like that, like, oh, I want to be an 80 year old man who right. still can walk around and do stuff and yeah. be mobile. It's just hygiene. Yeah. We think that hygiene is like, take a shower and wipe your butt, you know, like that's right. hygiene, but yeah. maybe going for a brisk walk to get your heart rate up to a certain level is hygiene Yeah. or else you're going to have a heart attack someday. Yeah. I just think it's so important that we understand. So that. how long, how long are you going to yeah. wait to make a change? Because we've been thinking about going to the gym, right? You've been thinking about throwing out right. all the talkies from your, from your, uh, Shout out. <laughs> talkies <laughs> from your, uh, pantry. No, it's true. when, when is it time? Right to take putting off the room. No, we, we sorry. We, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's fine. We, we interrupt each other all the time. Uh, no, all I'm saying is that is like, when is it time? Well, when I get this business thing in order, when I get this next check mark, mark box established, once I've done this to do list, once these things have happened in my life, this is what we do. Mm -hmm. Once my kids are in school full time and I'm not a stay at home mom, once, uh, you know, we have all of these different places and spaces where we give our, but, but, but more tugging into more when you're on the tug team, this is not just, uh, what my like emotions are pushing into. This is not just what my leadership is pushing into, but our body is an important piece of that equation. And yeah. if we don't do it correctly, then we'll never get there. And so, uh, 
we we have to say, hey, I may not be able to do it exactly where I'm not yet where I want to be, but I got to get better than I am right now. Yeah. And so take a step. Go. Well, and the, the 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 mindset shift of I'm not trying to be a magazine cover model. Correct. I'm trying to be healthier. Correct. Like I think that we we focus too much on like glistening abs and mm-hmm. bulging biceps and. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, because then when we when whatever. we don't get there, I was going to think of a woman one, but they were no, all so don't. appropriate. Yeah, the things I was going to say, say that. that like we we think that that's what we're trying to get to. Yeah. No, it's not. Right. You're trying to be able to walk uphill and not get out of breath for ten minutes. I'm trying to be able to wear my jeans without feeling like once I eat lunch, I have to unbutton my top button. Like yeah, for you're, real, you're, <laughs> you're trying to not get sleepy at five p.m. Right, right, right. Ecclesiastes. This I is the Bible. It. I almost said it and I was like, that's what he looked up. So I didn't. Ecclesiastes 11, four. If you <laughs> wait for perfect conditions, <laughs> you will never get anything right, done. Right. If you wait for perfect conditions, if you wait until you can afford that doctor. Right. If you wait till you can get that gym membership, wait till you can buy that kind of meal plan. And right. You, you ain't going to never get nothing done. Right. How long is it going to take? We overestimate what we can accomplish in five minutes, but underestimate what we can accomplish in five years. Do you want to be alive in five years from now? A hundred percent. Listener, do you want to be alive in five years? Right. Okay. I, I hope so. What kind of body do you want to be in then? Right. Because the decisions you make today determine the body you're going to no, live in true. in five years. You're still going to be in that same body. Yeah. And so, and don't wait for a, a, a massive wake up call. I oh, think well, let's talk about that. I think that's a huge piece. No, and I had a little one, right? I've yeah. talked on here about how I suffered adrenal fatigue yeah. and I just exhausted myself. And then when I went and got the blood work done, there's this, um, there's this graph yeah. that chart, sh- chart that's yeah. like a dashboard thing. Yeah. And there's like, you have diabetes, you're pre-diabetic, and then you're in this healthy range. And I was literally, my thing was on the yellow line from green to yellow to almost being considered pre-diabetic. Yeah. And it freaked me out. Right. Like, dude, I'm about to give myself type two diabetes. Right, right. Because of the pudding. Yeah. Because of just being an idiot. Yeah. And eating all my kids snacks when they're in bed. Yeah. No, right. Just lack of discipline. I'm, and you know what happens then? Now I'm getting shots, shooting myself and and check my blood test and I'm now I'm paying a bunch of money and I was like I can either pay the price now or I can pay the price later no it's we were I've I maybe have shared it before I don't know but on uh, the day that Easton graduated from high school we were walking out and we got a text that a friend of ours that we knew uh had passed away of a heart attack Mm -hmm. like in his house that morning and he and Aaron are about the similar age and in that season Aaron had he's always been like a runner always like since high school like uh, lots of cardio in his life but had just we'd gotten busy and the church was super busy and we had a kid graduate from high school and just had totally let it go the like actually activeness in his life and that day was like oh shoot now there's a whole bunch of other things I am aware that go into that and like you can be the greatest runner and die of heart attack whatever but along with going to the doctor getting your blood work done all these pieces that day he was like I will be running four times a week for for the rest of my life I'm going to until my knees give out or whatever I'm gonna do cardio I'm gonna get my heart rate back up I'm gonna make sure that as far as it depends on me 
my kids are not going to miss out on their life with their dad uh, because he didn't do all he could. Yeah. And so like for us, it was this like jarring moment of like, oh, that's someone our age. Oh, that's someone yeah. that is living a life very similar to ours. Oh, crap. And what you're saying is so good. We have to determine yeah, that's an hour in my day or that's 30 minutes in my day, yeah. but I'm going to pay that price so that I can spend 30 more years with my family yeah. so yeah. that I can be joyful and excited in moments so that I look back at pictures and I'm actually proud of myself, not yeah. going, oh, can we not use that one? That was yeah. horrible. Yeah. Like, let's determine some of these smaller sacrifices. They make it a bigger impact in the future. And what you're saying is so good. You, you, you're doing something. You reversed any type of possible future ailment right now, mm -hmm. rather than you could have got yourself into it, something that then you just had to maintain the rest right. of your life. Instead, you're like, hey, I'm gonna make a few adjustments and look, I just reversed something yeah. that's now not gonna be a part of my story. Yeah, and sl slow progress is better than no. none. Yeah. You know what I would do for a lot of years is I would be like, okay, I'm gonna lose two pounds a week and if I lose two pounds, because that's kind of, they say that you should yeah. lose 1% of your body weight yeah. per week or whatever. I'm going to lose two pounds a week and I'm going to do that for the next certain amount of weeks. And then by this date, I'm going to weigh this certain thing. Yeah. And I put all this pressure on myself. And then when I didn't reach the goal right. or then when in one week, I only lost 0.2 pounds right. or in a week I gained half a pound right. or whatever, even though I was eating right and working out, right. I was just crushed. Yeah. Just make progress. Just start installing yeah. the simple disciplines. For sure. Aaron, every time we go out to eat, Aaron will order a salad and he eats the whole thing before his meal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's been a good thing for me as a friend to watch because Aaron eats that salad like he's getting paid to. Right. <laughs> like with aggression. He aggressively. <laughs> yeah. But what he's doing is he's putting it in his stomach. Yeah. He's not eating it. Yeah. Right. He's eating it. No, no, no. He's right. not savoring right. the salad. He's shoving it into his body. Right. And so that's challenged me. I will fill up me. on this healthy thing first. And so now I'll, right. I'll drink a protein shake before I go somewhere. Yeah. There's, and I'm not good at all of it yet. This is a challenge from a transparent place. Yeah. Hey, friends, get, get putting off the throne. Yeah. It's super good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hinder you. When you see someone who is really overweight or in decent shape, who do you instantly respect more? Right. Right. No, it's true. And like, for me, I was like, dude, I, I've got to make a change. And then man. don't beat yourself up if you, if you've gone back and forth, I think yeah. it's a huge piece. Cause like in COVID is when I was like, I've got to get my blood work done. I've got to get myself in order. I got it. I went vegan for a year and I lost a ton of weight and felt really great about myself. And then last year was like the hardest year we've ever had. And from about March to about uh, November, I let myself just whatever, whatever, whatever. And then we were, mm -hmm. we were going to Mexico in December and I was like, I'm getting my junk together. Mm -hmm. I'm getting my junk together. I'm going to stop. And like, I haven't lost tons of weight since then, maybe seven pounds or so, but it's those seven pounds that have made me feel like myself again, like yeah. start to feel like, Oh, I'm back in my happy space again, that it was, but it's easy to go, well, crap. I just undid everything I did. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like a loser, but you didn't right because i did that i i had lost a bunch and then put about 15 back on between the holidays yeah yeah and because of all the other crap happening in life but though i'd put some fat back on my cardio was still there right my strength was still there 
I had still like made positive changes in my right, body. Right. And so like, just get out and move, man. Yeah. No, right. Cause just, it was way easier I, to drop those seven pounds in this last few months than it was the first time I yeah. tried, you know? Yeah. So I got, I bought an Apple watch oh, yeah. and it counts my steps every day. And when I first put it on, it was embarrassing how little I was moving mm. because you realize, man, I'm only taking 3000 steps, right? That means in a whole day, you're only walking one mile. And so I share my, uh, stuff with Kyle bunch. Right. Should I say his last name on the internet? Well, you just did already. So Kyle beep. And so, <laughs> no. and Kyle crushes me almost every single day. Yeah. He beats me by 5,000 steps and guess what? He's way leaner than I am. And so I started to learn. I just have to walk more. I just have to move, right. get up and walk around and Don't take a lap and stagnant. Right. Right. Park far away from the grocery store. All, all the things. Yeah. Super good. Well, we have had a full conversation today and we had two of them, two of them. And I feel like hopefully if you're still with us, they were both great conversations. Yeah. So that's good. Good job for us. Challenge. Oh, I thought you were giving me a high oh, five. I'll give you a high five. Challenge yourself. <laughs> take putting off the throne. Have, have talk to somebody. No, talk to your spouse, part. talk to a friend. Okay, let's talk about that. Set a goal, get, get open with somebody and say, hey, this is the health journey that I'm putting myself on. And today's the day. Yep. Don't wait until next Monday. Yep. We launched these podcasts on Tuesday. Don't wait until no. your birthday. Right. Don't wait until it's a new Super year. Good. Don't wait until after, well, my cousin has <laughs> this thing and I really want to eat some egg rolls. Forget no. all that. Right. Today. Yeah. Throw it all out. Well, get a you, plan. If you start today, you can still eat an egg roll on your cousin's thing. Like that's the whole piece. That's the when piece. When you're not extreme about it, then like you don't crazy, need 19 egg rolls. You just and eat some one. to go. Right. And uh, and if you are accountable, if there's somebody in your life, like we are together a lot during the workday. Yeah. If there's somebody in your life that you are there, like walking through it with, be accountable with each other. Today we went and we visited the Peach Shake Shop. Yeah. A uh, cobbler shop, but yeah. we did not get anything. Right. We were just doing a reconnaissance work for Re future. Work for Aaron, because Aaron uh, likes cobbler. For, for future endeavors. But like we said, we're not getting anything. No, we're not. It's lunch. No, this is not the right time. Yeah. And we walked out. Like, yes, there are times that you can pull each other into like negative things, but pull each other into the positive things. Yeah. It's really good. You guys can do it. Hey, as you grow and shift and step in all that God has, let us know. Yeah. We always say, ask us questions. Yeah. But man, give us your encouragement. Give us a testimony. What have you learned? What's been happening? That's right. Guys, love y'all. Double you. episode into one. What, what? See you next time. <laughs>